I'm Sam Carter. And I'm Dean Lowry. This is Carter and Lowry. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back. Week five of Carter and Lowry, uh, our Thanksgiving week special. It's not really special because it's not a Thanksgiving, but um, happy Thanksgiving nonetheless. So uh, first, we usually start with college football, but Clemson and UNC didn't play this week. So Sam, uh, you got any updates on Clemson? So we got Trevor Lawrence back and hopefully next week can be our get right game against Pitt. Yeah, um, UNC also did not play. That was a planned by. Uh, next week, we will host number two Notre Dame. But we did move up to number 25 in the standings. I think uh, maybe it was Oklahoma State that lost, and they fell out. But some relevant college football news. Uh, Ohio State squeaks went out against Indiana after holding a big lead. And Wisconsin kind of just gets flattened. I mean, a 17 Seven loss to Northwestern. So I mean, it looks like Ohio State. I mean, they might, that might be it because Indiana and Wisconsin both have a loss now, and they have to play each other. So Sam, my question for you is: is if the winner of the Indiana Wisconsin game, so they have one loss at that point, goes to the Big Ten championship and beats Ohio State, are they a playoff team in your eyes? No. Because I think if any Big Ten team has one loss, then they can't go. Because they they play an eight-game schedule, and Ohio State's already had one game canceled. So I think if they lose, they're out. And those two teams have already lost a game. So I think they're out too. But Northwestern well, still has a shot. Yeah, I guess you're right about that. Um, but uh, that's really going to be it for our college football segment. We're going to combine that with the NBA, a huge week for the NBA. With the NBA draft, uh, Anthony Edwards going number one to the Timberwolves and uh, James Wiseman going number two to the Warriors. And Sam, you know we were going to talk about this. Lamella Ball going number three overall to the Hornets. I mean, just give me your first impression. Well, I think... It's not the best pick because, well, it's obviously not the best pick, but I think they should have gone with Obi Topin because I think he's more proven. He can shoot the ball. He's bigger. He's more well-known. Well, I don't know about that, but I just think that Obi Topin would have been the better pick, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think that LaMelo was, I mean, he was the best player available, but not exactly what we needed. So, um, but we did draft Vernon Carey Jr., who did average, hold on, I got it right here. He averaged 18 points and nine rebounds at Duke last year, but he's more of a traditional center. And of course, the Hornets, I said last week, we needed a center and we didn't really get one. Uh, obviously, we re-signed Bismack Biombo, but I mean, I don't know how much of a help he's going to be. He's more of a traditional or true center, is what some people like to call it. 
He's going to stay in the paint, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, some other picks for the Hornets. We drafted Nick Richards and Grant Riller with our second-round picks. And the big move for the Hornets, signing potentially the biggest free agent to move, Gordon Hayward, to a four-year, $120 million deal. I mean, I wouldn't want to say that this is a waste of money because, I mean, we do need points and we need forwards, and he is that, averaging uh, 17 points per game last year. But this almost feels like we're just backing into another Nick Batum situation. Yeah. Where it just feels like, I don't know, it just kind of, it feels like it's it's not going to work out. And uh, it's just a little bit concerning to me. Um, So other free agent moves in the NBA this week. We saw Rajon Rondo leave the Lakers and go to the Hawks. And he'll be joining Trey Young in that backcourt. Richard, see how that works out. Uh, Dwight Howard also leaving the Lakers, going to the 76ers. And Montrez Harrell and Marcus Saul. Montrez Harrell coming from the Clippers and Gasol coming from the Raptors. Both moved to the Lakers. So the Lakers hmm. adding a lot of depth to the roster. going to try to repeat. But interestingly enough, as of the time of this recording, 5 p.m. on Monday, Anthony Davis has not re-signed with the Lakers. He said he will wait until... Um, he sees their freedom situation, but um, that could be potentially big on uh, how much money they're going to have to cough up for him. Mm-hmm. But uh, any other thoughts, Sam? No, other than the Gordon Hayward, I mean, you're right about him being another Nick Batum, I think. He, because he's old, they tried to get him a few years ago. Yeah. And I just another front office stupid decision by the Hornets. Well, uh, we'll see how that works out. Uh, One thing I wanted to add, we'll see if this works out, but I just wanted to say my projected lineup for the Hornets will be LaMelo Ball at the one, Devontae Graham at the two. Traditionally, he's a point guard, but he's really just a three-point shooter. He was on pace to uh, make over 400 threes last year. I mean, that's just incredible. Hmm. Gordon Hayward at the three. Miles Bridges at the four and PJ Washington at the five. Obviously, Cody Zeller is still a piece. But uh, interesting to see how Nick Borrego, I mean, James Borrego, is going to just work out this team because we don't really have a lot of size and uh, that could be an issue. But uh, that's just about it for our college football and NBA segment. Coming up next, we're going to break down the NFL. All right, and welcome back to Carter and Lowry. Um, as you all know, many Americans consider watching football on Thanksgiving a time-honored tradition, and uh, we're going to get right into that. But first, we want to talk about the Panthers and Steelers and what they did this previous week. And I'll start with the Panthers. It was just, I mean, it was an ugly win. 20-0, to I mean, just a, a fabulous game from the defense, but not very good for P.J. Walker. He was an XFL player. I mean, he came on. I mean, he played decently. He had 258 pass yards and a touchdown, but two interceptions of what should have been. We were like on the five both times. I mean, it should have been two touchdowns. It should have been 34-0. to zero. So I don't really know. I mean, if we play a legitimate team, obviously we got the Vikings next week. If we play a really good team, I don't really just don't think he's going to stand up to the test. But, I mean, just amazing work from the defense and uh, – Sitting right now at four and seven, so 
cracking the playoffs is it's still a long shot, but I mean, with the addition of the seventh seed, anything's possible. Sam, what happened with the Steelers this week? Well, a big win against the Jaguars, and there's not much else to say about that other than moving into Thanksgiving to play Baltimore. So that's uh, a good game. And we'll get right into that. We're going to give you our picks for the Thanksgiving games. First up, the Texans sitting at 3-7, and seven, coming off a pretty nice win versus the Patriots at the Lions, who are 4-6. and six. That's the 12-30 game on CBS. I have got to pick the Texans this week. I mean, after watching the Lions just get destroyed by the Carolina defense. I mean, and Deshaun Watson had a really good game. Uh, I mean, you posted that touchdown of him. I mean, he's just making great plays, even though his team isn't yeah. really showing up. And I think he's a big game type of player. So I got the Texans this one. How about you? Yeah, I think you're right. The Texans are going to pull this one out because I think it'll be close, but the Lions are just a terrible team, and the Texans are terrible too, but the Texans have Deshaun Watson, so I think that's a win for the Texans. All right, next up, a huge game. It's hard to believe that two three-win teams, both of them are three and seven, is a considered a huge game for playoff implications. But it is the football team visiting the Cowboys. The Cowboys traditionally had the 430 game. This year that is going to be on Fox. I mean, this is huge for the playoff races. Both those teams are only half a game back of Philadelphia. And I got the Cowboys this week just because, I mean, I feel – they had a really nice game against the Vikings. And I mean, with this win, I mean, this could be the pivotal win to get them into the playoffs, which is just crazy to say. Sam, who you got? Um, that's a tough one, but I think the Washington football team is going to pull it out because their defense played great against the not-so-great Bengals. But still, it's not like the Cowboys are some great force. So I think That's I'm going to have to go with the Washington football team. And the big game that everyone – well, I don't know if everyone, but the biggest game on the roster considering uh, playoff, I mean, just how good these teams are, is the Ravens at the Steelers. That's going to be 820 on NBC. And this is really a tough one for me because I feel like the Ravens, they lost a close one against the Steelers at home um, about four weeks ago. But the Ravens are kind of sliding, uh, obviously, with that loss to the Patriots. And then they lost again yeah. this week. Uh, I mean, Lamar Jackson, he's really not playing at his MVP level. And so I'm going to pick the Steelers to move to 11-0. and Sam? Yeah. Steelers, we're going to win. And Lamar Jackson is not going to make the playoffs this year. It's a bold claim. But um, another thing I wanted to add is just the Steelers, it's kind of – I haven't really watched one of their full games, but just tracking like on Sundays the progression of games, it always looks like they just slowly score like four touchdowns throughout the game, and it's like nobody can really do anything about it. And their defense yeah. has just been stepping up with obviously T.J. Watt and I mean, yeah, they're not exciting games at all. It's just they're kind of just football. stepping up and playing good defense, and they're going to just win. It feels like every week uh, we'll uh, see how our predictions turn out next week. 
But the staple of every week for our NFL segment is the NFC East game, where we pick a team each week who we think will win the division. At the end of the season, whoever has picked that team the most, the winning team, will win this game. And this week, I am pulling a bit of a surprise, a team that I have not picked yet, a team that no one has picked yet, is the Dallas Cowboys. I think with their win over the football team, that could launch them. I mean, the way it's looking right now, I think six wins will put them over the edge. And uh, Fox put up a really good graphic last week in the uh, Eagles-Browns game. It showed how many games these opponents had to play against teams over 500, and the Cowboys had the least, so they have the easiest schedule. I think if they can win this game and two more games, they will win the division. So I got the Cowboys this week. Sam, how about you? Right now, I think it's going to be the Giants, just because next week they have the Bengals, and the Bengals know Joe Burrow. So I think the Giants are going to get this win. And like I said, I think Washington's going to beat the Cowboys. So I don't yeah, know. obviously they'll be right, they'll be right there too. Um, things heating up here. Every team. With three wins, so it's anybody's game at this point. And uh, that's just going to do it for the NFL segment. Coming up next, we're going to first, for the first time, break down college basketball. And uh, welcome back to Carter and Lowry. And for the first time, getting its whole own segment is college basketball. And uh, we wanted to know how what you guys thought about uh, covering college basketball for this podcast. And... Uh, so we posted on Instagram a question, what teams besides North Carolina should we cover? And we're going to use at Reed Weichel's suggestion. So make sure you follow us on Instagram to potentially get a shout-out if we use one of your suggestions. And he suggested that we should cover the ACC as a whole, but, I mean, we're always going to focus on UNC every week because me and Sam are fans of the Tar Heels. But we'll just talk about notable games from the ACC on whatever that week is. And so starting off the season on Wednesday is the kickoff, uh, the tip-off day for college basketball. And the Tar Heels with two games this week versus the College of Charleston on Wednesday and UNLV on Monday. And note that UNLV will be the beginning of the Maui Invitational, which is actually happening in Asheville. So, Sam, what are your thoughts on these first two games? Are these win games or lose, lose games? Um... I think the Tar Heels will win, and I think Duke will win as well. Yeah, they're Virginia. playing Gardner Webb yeah. on Wednesday. So that's definitely a win. And Virginia, that's obviously a win against Maine. They're playing them on Wednesday. And now Notre Dame against Michigan State. We saw last year Michigan State completely disappointed us. So... I'm going to go with Notre Dame on this one. Yeah, I've always uh, felt a little shaky about uh, Tom Izzo. Um, he's obviously he's turned down uh, multiple times NBA teams have tried to sign him for a coach, and he's turned down every time. Yeah. And uh, this is a big debate in uh, college basketball. I Sam, I wanted to hear your input on it. Is college basketball coaches declining NBA offers – is that showing us a sign of weakness that they really can't handle the next level, or are they just wanting to stay at the college level? Or 
do you think it's really a, a cop out not going to the pros, or do you think the coaches just want to stay with their colleges? Well, I think it's a little bit of like a mix of both because we saw with like Mike Shashevsky, he, well, I guess he never coached pro, but there's been so many coaches to coach in the pros moving up from college that just completely disappointed. And the college game is so different from the pro game. So I don't know. I think it's a mix of both. Yeah, John Calipari, obviously, he went to the Nets. I think it was in the uh, late 90s. I mean, it was kind of just a terrible – But it's not like the really Nets get are a, good, though. So. <laughs> that was true. But um, it's just kind of – I don't know. Part of the reason why I think it's tough for a college coach to go into a professional team is just that, I mean, usually when, you're, when a team – go so far to look for a coach from the college ranks, they're not very good. And they win like the think about Mike Krzyzewski. So let's say let's take the worst a terrible team in the NBA right now, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Let's say Mike Krzyzewski went to the Cavaliers. That's gonna create a lot of hype around the team and they're expected now to be good, be better. Yeah. But I just don't think that in the NBA things just take so long to change. I mean, it's just – and people wouldn't see those results. So, I mean, it's just kind of hard for any college coach to really make that uh, make yeah. that leap and see short-term success. So fans are like, well, if Mike Krzyzewski can't do it, then why are we even hiring him? So, I don't know. I think it's just college coaches are kind of just stuck, as at least for basketball. But um, – interesting debate and uh that's just gonna about do it uh remember to follow us on instagram at carter underscore and underscore lowry that's lowry with no e l-o-w-r-y and uh yeah sam any final thoughts nope all right that's gonna do it for episode five and uh thanks for listening Thank you for listening to this episode of Carter and Lowry. Special thanks to our listeners and our producer, Buzzsprout.